0: Hey, this is Rob Carthol from the Fisher Farm out in Bensonville. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in 3, 2,
1: 1. Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. After 20 years, still Chicago's only deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Saturday morning on 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk.
2: Good planets are hard to find,
3: temperate zones and tropic climes, true currents and thriving seas, wind blowing through breathing trees,
4: strong ozone and safe sunshine, will. Good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main.
2: Clean beaches and
1: They're not Robin and Marion. They're not even Robin and Batman. But they are a dynamic duo. Here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak.
2: Have forest the with land will planets are in
1: the main. That's why you have to say,
2: I'm Batman. One of the funniest commercials ever was this, I think it was a Snickers commercial back in the day where a guy gets bonked in the head and then he comes out saying, I'm Batman, which is really not funny because, you know, concussions are not hilarious. It was, maybe that's why they don't run that one Mm -hmm. anymore. I'm Batman. But I just like saying that. Okay. He's Batman. He's Batman. No, I'm Batman. All right. Hey, welcome. Good morning. It's cold. We like that. Well,
5: you know, except for the snowdrops in my yard this morning, which are just kind of droopy and shivering. Of
2: course they are. Anything that has decide that dared bloom is now paying the price mm-hmm. for that. But uh, we'll talk to meteorologist Rick DeMaio about that around uh, uh, ten fifty this morning. Uh, and as we mentioned uh, during the end of Mighty House, if you don't listen to Mighty House, you should. Um, from seven to ten. On 1590 WCGO but uh, in the last segment of Mighty House Peggy and I wander into the studio and we chat with Mr. Cowgill the, the two Cowgills, the Cowgills and, uh, and Robbie the, and the Earhart uh, about various things and we mentioned that uh, Jim Slama is going to be on our program this morning uh, from the Good Food Festival because next week we are broadcasting live 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 from the Good Food festivals. festivals,
1: festivals, festivals,
2: festivals. At the UIC Forum. Forum, forum,
5: forum. forum, forum. forum. Okay.
2: All right, enough <laughs> for that. That gets old real quick. I think
5: we've lost them okay. already.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, with real butter. Oh, I don't even have that up to go, so I'll do that during Shoot. the commercial. Have to. Yeah, I know, because then I would <laughs> waste my time doing that. And today we're also giving away tickets to uh, the uh, Chicago Flower and Garden Show. Ben Boquist is Spinning the dials out there. Hello.
5: And answering the phones. And
2: answering the phones because we're going to have you call at uh, 847-475-1590. 847-475-1590. If you want two tickets to the Chicago Flower and Garden Show at Navy Pier from the 18th through the 26th. 26th, yes. Right. And uh, we're giving them away uh, to the first five callers. And the first five tweeters. First five tweeters at as Mike well? Mike now. <coughs> wow. we got at tickets Mike to give. At Mike now. And, and, and while you're at it, you're welcome to uh, to follow me on Twitter. Um, the, the Twitter's rocking lately, so yeah. that's good. I'm glad to hear that.
5: Keep retweeting and keep uh, tweeting. And and
2: uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about a bunch of issues. One of the things I want to mention, though, is, is a shout-out to Tree Keepers uh, from Open Lands. Open Lands has a program called Tree Keepers, and I am Tree Keeper. Give me a ding for uh, number 417. Uh, and you learn how to take care of the urban forest, basically. And registration is still open for the Open Land Spring Tree Keepers course. It's a network of volunteers who take an active role in caring for trees in and around Chicago. The eight-day certification course will be held this spring at McKinley Park Wednesday evenings and Saturdays. It has benefits to, you know, becoming a treekeeper, both on the professional and personal level. New treekeepers join a network of more than 1,800 internationally respected volunteers, and the course offers professional certification. Once you complete the course and you're certified, treekeepers are given an egalitarian network. No, they are an egalitarian network, and they are given it. Mm -hmm. You belong to it. So everyone can get uh, involved right away. So if you want to be part of Tree Keepers in Chicago. Go to openlands.org slash or It starts next week, but they're taking reservations right now. So you can do that, and I wanted to give a shout-out. Now, the other thing is you have exactly two days to be part of the 6th annual One Earth Film Festival. That's just today and tomorrow. Remember, they started with 31 films and 47 screenings? A mere dozen. ...are left, and you can see them today and tomorrow. These are films that will rock your world. Climate change, sustainability, and the power of human involvement... ...are all on display from veteran and upcoming filmmakers. Don't miss out on this last chance to be amazed. Go to org.
5: Have you checked out the Sugar Beet Food Co-op yet? The Sugar Beet, it's a community-owned grocery store in Oak Park... ...open to everyone, featuring local and organic products... They're small enough to work with individual growers and producers, but big enough to be full service. And we're giving you a special offer to give them a try. Right now, get $5 off any purchase of $15 or more when you mention The Mike Novak Show. The Sugar Beet Food Co-op is in Oak Park at 812 Madison, just west of Oak Park Avenue, and online at sugarbeet.coop. That's sugarbeet.coop.
2: Uh, and just a reminder that we're, we're giving away ticks to the Chicago Flower and Garden Show, 847-475-1590. We're taking the first five callers. And the first five tweets, at Mike now, will get you some of those ticks. When we come back, we're Peggy and I are going to wax poetic on some of the issues of the day. There's a lot going on in the world.
5: Have you ever started vegetable seeds indoors and imagined the lush, gorgeous seedlings you'd plant in your garden? Just to be disappointed with the straggly small plants that actually grew, you're a candidate for the Happy Leaf LED grow light. It's five times more powerful than a T5 fluorescent bulb. T5s only start seeds and support some growth. But the Happy Leaf light is an all-purpose LED with precisely tuned red and blue spectrums that allows the full range of plant growth. But if it's so good, why is it priced at just over $100? Well, selling directly to consumers allows Happy Leaf to price this within reach of the serious gardener who's seen grow lights that cost several hundred dollars. With the Happy Leaf LED, say goodbye to spindly tomato stalks forever and say hello to strong, lush plants that will make you the envy of the neighborhood. Find out more about Happy Leaf LED light at happyleafled.com or call 815-414-2209. Happy Leaf, it's about the light.
1: Enjoy local food all winter long at Winter Farmers Markets, hosted by 12 different Chicagoland houses of worship on select Saturdays and Sundays from now through March. Your purchase of local, sustainably produced food helps support regional farmers. The markets are organized by Faith in Place, a nonprofit which inspires people of diverse faiths to care for the earth through education, connection, and advocacy. For a market schedule and
4: to learn more, go to faithinplace.org. Celebrate local, sustainable, humane, and fair food at the Good Food Festival, Connect with local farmers and food producers. Learn from chefs like Rick Bayliss and Paula Haney. Shop the Good Food Marketplace and enjoy delicious food in the Good Food Court. Entry to Saturday's General Festival is free this year with online registration. Good Food happens Saturday, March 18 at the UIC Forum in Chicago. Visit goodfoodfestivals.com. What is this, anyhow? This is your talk. This is America, Jack. On 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the
2: end of the I feel fine. Yeah. Sorry, we got cut off there, uh... Going into the break, uh, I'm not sure exactly what got out, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to advise people to call 847-475-1590 to uh, get uh, a couple of ticks to the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. And uh, we got already got a tweet
1: from
5: Snappy J Dog Sna-
2: because I'm going to see her this afternoon. Uh, uh, and in fact, oh, just
5: bring her tickets then.
2: I, oh, you're right. Then I don't have to mail them. Yeah. Always, I love it when it's easy. So, okay? Snappy
5: Dog, ignore the uh, send me your mail. Email address. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, see, you did that. And I should point out while while we're there that after the show today, uh, I'm heading out to the 7th Annual Forest Park Community Garden Seed Swap. And that's out in Forest Park at St. John's Church, which is 305 Circle Avenue. Uh, it goes from 2 to 4. I guess I kind of start it because I'm doing a little talk. Um called uh, everything you know about gardening is wrong myths misinformation and well-meant but inaccurate advice from mom the
5: intertubes and
2: beyond
5: so what's one piece of wrong advice we've all been getting
2: i will say that okay this is a good one because it was corroborated by a friend of mine susan harris who writes for garden rant and if you've never been to garden rant it's a very cool website um where people rant about gardening stuff and one of the things she rants about is lawns. She says the fertilizer industry has convinced people that the only way to get your lawn to green up in the spring is to fertilize it. Mm-hmm. Guess what lawns do in the spring? They grow. They green up. Wow. I know. And yet folks are been so duped. They've been so brainwashed for so long. They're They're running out to get their fertilizer, not realizing that, hey, That's what nature does anyway. (laughs) So yeah, fancy that. How about that? And I got a bunch of others. I haven't. Heck, I'll be. I'll be honest. I'll cop to it. I haven't quite finished the putting the talk together yet. You get a drive from here. But I'm I'm trying it out on these folks. So they're my guinea pigs because Mm -hmm. I'm presenting us at the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. So you're going to get. You'll get some. You get most of. You get some of it.
5: And that's on the twentieth of March.
2: The twentieth of March, I'm doing this. I'll have this this finished. But uh, and I make I might get some advice from the folks uh, at uh, the Forest Park Community Garden Seed Swap today about what to add to it. That's they're actually going to help me. So again, St. John's Church, two to four p.m. Um, it's two bucks at the door. If you RSVP in advance, I'm not sure you can at this point, but maybe you can. Uh, you can go to my website, MikeNovak.net. I've got all the information there. All right, so we we got that out of the way because um, we got a lot. We're trying to. We're going. Peggy and I are just going to you know talk about a few things here because we never have the time we always have guests in here and then we get off the air and we go you know we should have talked about and we should have talked about all right well here's a couple of things that we should have all right and i want to start not with the first one i've got there but your latest issue of whatever the name of your magazine natural awakenings natural awakenings (laughs) Can you believe it? It just it just flew right out of my head.
5: Uh, drink Na- your coffee.
2: I think I will. Natural Awakening <laughs> Chicago, and there's an, and I'm grabbing it here. An insert. This is the coolest insert. The coolest. Uh, what what do you call it? Um, it's a guide. It's a guide. Yeah, it's
5: 24 the, pages. A, of actually,
2: guide. I wrote online. Uh, it's simply the best and most comprehensive local CSA brochure. I have ever seen. And not only is it comprehensive, it looks good. I mean, it's just fun to hold in your hand. All right. So congratulations to Robin Shermer. Let's give her a ding because she's with the Band of Farmers and she helped put it together.
5: And John Besky, who did all the design on it.
2: Did he really? Yep. Oh, my, I, I should add his name uh, on my website and uh, my blog because it is fabulous. OK, those two people really. Uh, and so you, it's got about... Uh, CSAs, which are uh, community-supported agriculture, Um, they list – how many do they list here? They've got – there's 24 pages in this thing, and they list 51 different CSAs that are associated with Band of Farmers. And Band of Farmers is a a group – it's a coalition of CSA farmers serving the greater Chicago area. Uh, They're based on a coalition that started in Madison, Wisconsin – um and you can you know find a band of farmers on Facebook and and if you they probably have a website as well but that's usually the easiest way for for people to do that um and they have all of these CSAs listed so you can start ordering right now
5: mm-hmm. and
2: you put your money down and then you get fresh produce throughout the season get fresh
5: produce you might get eggs meat dairy whatever you want depends on Every CSA has a lot of different things. Some have strictly uh, meat shares, yeah. sustainably raised sure. pork or chicken.
2: Uh, and I, I was just so, so darned impressed by this thing, by the brochure, the the insert uh, in mm-hmm. Natural Awakenings. And, uh, and And it's also online, and I put the link to it. On my website, go to MikeNovach.net.
5: Yeah, I just tweeted it out. Okay. If you come to Good Food Festival, they're going to have it at the Band of Farmers booth. Um, if you happen to go to Going Green Matters, which is tomorrow in Wilmette, um Jen Miller will be there representing Band of Farmers and she'll be handing out copies.
2: Cool. And we'll talk about, well, let's segue into Go Green Wilmette. How's as that for as, a nice yeah, even there you segue? Go.
5: Go, go for it. So go green, go green Wilmat is one of several, quote, Go Green groups along the North Shore and the North Suburbs, and they are exceedingly active. They do this fabulous event every year. This is the seventh year I'm going to be participating in it. Aha. Uh-huh. And it's free. Well, I'll give you a ding. Thank you. And it's free. That gets a ding, too. Oh, well, okay. It's from 12 to 4 at the Michigan Shores Club, and it's all things green local environment. They're going to have a huge globe there from... Um, Chicago Geographic Society. Yeah, I
2: saw that. I saw that. Twelve people
5: cool. can go inside, and there'll be an interpreter really? in there telling telling stories and teaching. There's uh, things for the kids to do. You can make soap and cleaning products. Um, visit with, I think, Lisa Albrecht's going to be there, uh, or Solar Service will probably be there. You can learn about solar. You can learn about uh, green lawns, how to build a more water-efficient backyard garden, et cetera, et cetera. And you can pick up your copy of Natural Awakenings.
2: That sounds great. Okay. Yeah, and you get the copy, and you, this is one you're going to want to save uh, because of that insert in there for a Band of Farmers. Um, I'm telling you, you'll, you'll just be really, really impressed. Yeah, so
5: that's 12 to 4 tomorrow with the Michigan Shores Club in Wilmette.
2: Cool. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's go to the story that you and I have been talking about off air for a couple of weeks now. Um, in, and I got a headline that I got out of a Cleveland publication that uh, states, if we lose the EPA, we lose Lake Erie. And that was said by a scientist um, raising the alarm because reports have come out of Washington that the current administration is going to defund a lot of the EPA by as much as a couple of billion dollars and three thousand jobs
5: and they need to increase military spending by oh 10 percent so more, where do you get that we from need more
2: bombs yeah I'll, I got a bomb for <laughs> you you know when when the Great Lakes implode that'll be interesting and when,
5: Chesapeake Bay and Puget Sound and all yeah
2: and uh, there's all we already have algae bloom problems in Lake Erie and that's why that scientist said that mm-hmm. because they're they're fighting a battle there. Lake Erie is the most vulnerable. It's the shallowest of the Great Lakes. And it uh, has so much runoff pressure from farms in Ohio and Michigan and Ontario. Um, it, it, it is always under pressure. Mm-hmm. And we've made progress in the past deg- decades, and now we're kind of sliding yep. back. It's it's and yep. and so but the important thing to remember about this story is that this is not a done deal. Yeah,
5: this is the preliminary budget. It apparently came from a leak to the Oregonian, which is a newspaper on the West Coast. Uh, reporter Rob Davis got a hold of a preliminary White House budget that said uh, the funding for the Great Lakes Initiative program alone would be cut from three mil three hundred million to ten million.
2: That's a ninety seven percent cut.
5: Right. 90
2: to the Great Lakes Initiative. Now, that program just started in 2010.
5: Actually, it started in 2006 under Bush. It's got total bipartisan support. It's been funded by Congress last October through 2021.
2: Well, the the Great Lakes site itself says 2010. Okay. They say it was launched in 2010. Now, I imagine that the discussions to put it together must have started during that time. I don't know. So Well, it is
5: is funded through... um, Twenty twenty one three hundred million a year. Uh-huh. Congress just voted again in October, so it's a bipartisan support. Well, I mean it. that. Well,
2: water quality is not political. Yeah,
5: exactly. I mean it shouldn't be.
2: Should water we, should quality, Asian carp. Uh, zebra yeah, can't, can't, can't wait to get my baseball bat out there on your boat and <laughs> go whacking away at Asian carp uh, in in uh, Lake Michigan. Won't that be fun? Oh yeah. I mean yeah. this is all the stuff. This is we stand to lose what twenty percent of the fresh water mm-hmm. in the on the planet. That's game over, folks. if you think uh, carbon no 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 in the no atmosphere. no, no, he
5: can't lose it because he's going to want to tank all of it over to China, ow, and bottle it all
2: ow okay, I'll let you be the uh, <laughs> the mean one so, here
5: so anyways, Great Lakes Day is an annual event uh, it's a big lobbying event in washington d c pulls in several hundred people from different organizations, uh, including Alliance for the Great Lakes. I talked with um Jennifer from their organization on Thursday, Cardick, and they're going along with Joel Brandmeyer, and this is the main topic that's going to be discussed.
2: That's this week. They're it's the fifteenth
5: and sixteenth in DC, visiting all of the different um, legislative offices.
2: Good. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna get an earful. the The folks in Washington are going to get an earful, and again, this just crosses political mm-hmm. boundaries this this is about our clean water folks
5: and tourism and economy and shipping because included in here apparently is restoration to the sioux locks guess where all of the uh shipping traffic goes through
2: oh yeah oh yeah uh i've been up there have you ever been to mm-hmm. the sioux locks yep very cool place i haven't been there in 40 years probably so it's
5: still the same yeah is it
2: nothing's <laughs> changed <huh? laughs> nothing's Saint-Marie? changed okay uh one more thing we want to we want to talk about uh Before, yeah, that's and that is it. You're putting that in front of me. It's the environment hitting the floor. It's uh, well, the Environmental Working Group or EWG has come out with its 2017 Dirty Dozen list, featuring uh, the EWG Shoppers Guide to Pesticides in Produce, and they uh, they put together this list every year of the produce that is most likely. To have pesticide residue, and as usual, let's give a ding to our Opal the strawberry because the strawberry is always the worst. Wah, wah. Wah. Um, and I don't know why. I, I do know why. I think it's, it has it has to do with the way it's
5: the way it's grown and the yeah. fact that people want two pound strawberries that have to look perfect. Yeah, and they have to be picked green.
2: Um, but if if you get a Traditional or a conventionally grown strawberry there 's going to be pesticides mm-hmm. in it that 's just just the way it is what 's interesting is that moving up on the inside rail moving on up is spinach, oh boy uh, so uh spinach is has moved up, and that doesn 't surprise me yeah. either really. Uh, it says nearly all samples of strawberries, spinach, peaches, nectarines, cherries, and apples tested positive for residue of at least one pesticide. The most contaminated sample of strawberries, are you ready for this, had 20 different pesticides. Good grief. Spinach samples had an average of twice as much pesticide residue by weight than any other crop. Three-fourths of spinach samples had residues of a neurotoxic pesticide banned in Europe for use on food crops it's part of a class of pesticides that recent studies link to behavioral disorders in young children now now I need to find out what that pesticide mm-hmm. is yeah um, cause, uh, that's from their their summary so uh, i'm I'm hoping I can track that down but it does it does tell you and, and oh and I should mention also they all have their clean 15 which tells you the ones that are least likely to which have,
5: are usually more harder skinned produce
2: and well in a feature and, yeah right or and it features sweet corn, avocados, mm-hmm. pineapples, cabbage, onions, frozen sweet peas, papayas, asparagus, mangoes, eggplant, honeydew melon, kiwis, cantaloupe, cauliflower, and grapefruit. Those are the good ones.
5: Mm-hmm. And I handed this out last week when I did my conscious eating presentation. Of If you want to get started in organics and you have a budget, go to ewg.org, download this, see the 12 things you avoid and the 15 things if you're going to spend money on organics. You know, it's
2: a good way to start. It's just—it just—it really, mm-hmm. really just makes a lot of sense if you're uh, just paying attention to the stuff you eat. You might as well take a look at the list. Okay, so uh, I think we got through. Every, got through pretty much everything uh, you want. And by the way, you can go to www.ewg.org. Well, the grass is always greener, ain't it? Well, in February, the grass is always greener in Florida. But I'm talking about folks in these parts who have that clay soil and envy the folks who have sandy soil. But as the March-April issue of Chicago Land Gardening Magazine points out, even if you have a great view of Lake Michigan, having soil that drains like a leaky bucket can be as challenging as that nasty clay that turns your backyard into an Olympic swimming pool after a rain. Speaking of leaky... There's my column on the inside back page of each issue.
5: Oh, is that what you call it? Yeah,
2: my words never seem to be able to hold water. Ba dum bum. Oh, thank you. Give me a ding. Uh, Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state by state gardening magazines on newsstands everywhere or go to ChicagolandGardening.com. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to StateByStateGardening.com or call 888-265-3600, 888-265-3600. Ben Bonquist, did we give away all those ticks? Still got two. You still got two uh, two pairs? Yep. Okay, two pairs. 847-475-1590. I don't know how many we've given away on the... The Twitter distractor.
5: We could give away a couple more on Twitter.
2: Okay. So, uh, at Mike now is a handle. Free tickets. Uh, You can go to the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. Coming up next, we have got Jim Slama. He is the guy behind Family Farm and the man who started the Good Food Festival way back in the day. He's at a conference out on the left coast, but we will get to him. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy the conversation because we're broadcasting from there live next week. Stick around to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki.
1: Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? That's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural, professional hair care products available to make sure you get exceptional color results that last and won't harm the environment. Or you. Their products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins ordinarily found in hair color, perms, and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots offers non-toxic, vegan-friendly nail services. They've also just introduced a complete menu of natural hair care services for textured hair of all lengths. And how many salons do you think repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting walk into 21st century hair care for women and men at organic roots eco salon 3417 dempster in skokie book your appointment at organic or call 847-423-2653 health and beauty you no longer have to sacrifice one for the other
3: looking for a housing investment that can pay big dividends remodel your kitchen or bathroom you'll freshen up your home and add value to it too Trust DR Services Unlimited, 847-998-1687, for all your remodeling needs. Kitchens, bathrooms, master suites, and more. Rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau and recommended on Angie's List. DR is a proud member of NARI. DR provides exceptional quality at a fair price. Contact DR at 847-998-1687 or at RestoreTheNorthShore.com.
4: Don't miss more than 20 breathtaking gardens from top designers at the Chicago Flower and Garden Show presented by Mariano's March 18 through 26 at Navy Pier. Enjoy the huge marketplace, cooking demos, kids' activity garden, and more. On Monday, March 20th at 1230, attend Mike Novak's free seminar, Debunking Garden Myths. And see Mike and Peggy broadcast live from the show on 1590 WCGO on Saturday, March 25th from 10 to noon. Go to chicagoflower.com. This is your talk. One of the few true originals of our time. On 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago.
1: How's that brick coming? How's your engine running? Is that bridge getting built? Are your hands getting filled? Yeah, I
2: have I'm dirty fingernails good. all the time. Yep. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with the Peggy Malecki. Next week, we are very excited to say we will be on location at the UIC Forum for the 13th annual Good Food Festival and Conference. On the phone right now, we have the guy who started it low these many years ago, and that is Jim Slama. Good morning, Jim.
0: Good morning, Mike, Peggy. How are you guys?
2: Good morning, Jim. It's early for you, isn't it? You're out on uh, where? Where are you this morning?
0: Oh, I'm in California, the Natural Products Expo West, the largest natural and organic trade show in the world, seventy-five 000 to eighty thousand people. Wow,
2: that's amazing. It's a big one. Yeah, that is a big one. Uh, so, uh, compare what they what's what what you're doing today with the Good Food Festival, because the Good Food Festival and Conference is the largest of its kind. What separates it? From the adventure at today,
0: well, I've been going to this one about twenty-five years, and realized that there was no kind of local sustainable food trade show. So thirteen years ago, we launched that to connect farmers and food producers with buyers like you know Whole Foods and restaurants and other supermarkets and distributors, and uh, and then you know we added a consumer show and a financing conference. So it's kind of a combination both trade, financing, food, there's a policy component. And then Saturday is, you know, is a pretty big festival.
2: <laughs> That's one way of putting it. I, I I saw a statistic, I think it was from two years ago, that uh you guys had like five thousand people uh come to the whole thing. Um and I I assume you're looking for more. This year what's really cool about it is that on Saturday, which is the big good food festival um, you uh, have been able to open it up to everybody for free as long as they register. How did that happen?
0: Well, you know, we, uh, <laughs> it was one of those things. The UIC Forum signed an exclusive contract with um, Ticketmaster for all their ticketing. And basically they said, oh, yeah, well, your tickets are going to cost double what they cost last year because of all the Ticketmaster fees. And we said, no. I don't think that's going to work, so we're just going to make it free for everybody. And uh, you know, we're hoping people. Write it well, they have to register. We want their email address, and and, uh, and then also we're going to have a raffle and opportunity to make donations. We are a nonprofit, so you know, it's a pretty big hit for us not to have the ticket revenue. But on the other hand, we really thought that um, people might stay away at twenty bucks a ticket hmm. because you know it's a real family friendly event. Yeah. And uh, we didn't want to uh, disencourage people to come. So instead, we're going to encourage more people to come, which would be great.
2: Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, that's – uh, I, I, I didn't know the story behind it. And that is uh, courageous of you guys. That that must have involved a, a couple of meetings uh, going round and round and on what you were going to do.
0: Yeah, we definitely had some conversation. But I think this is the right choice. And it's exciting because we're going to have even more attendance. And- and uh, you know everybody's going to have access to come.
2: Well, one of the great things about the conference, and you know, not everybody's going to go on uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, that's more of the business and policy side. Uh, but if you have an interest in there, you should go um, and 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 check out some of the seminars. Uh, I, I know a lot of folks just sort of gear toward Saturday and the uh, the Good Food Fest and the Organic Valley Good Food Commons and. And as uh, I mentioned earlier, Peggy and I will be there broadcasting from ten to noon. Uh, so there's uh, there's a ton of stuff going on. There are vendors, there are uh, exhibits, there are chef demos. There's uh, a little bit of everything uh, on Saturday. But let's let's very briefly, because uh, you mentioned a second ago that you had expanded when you created the Good Food Festival. Um, you did decide to go into the policy and business end of it. How successful has that been?
0: You know, it's been really successful. It's, it's really the place to be for good food businesses, uh, farmers who are looking to expand their markets, um, distributors who are selling into local food markets. Uh, our financing show on Thursday is really the leading regional food financing event in America, Uh we always have businesses pitching. who are looking for capital. Uh, this year, I think we've got six businesses that are uh, seeking capital, and and you know they give a seven minute pitch, which is always exciting. Uh, you know, and the and these these businesses are part of our Good Food Business Accelerator, which is a training program at eighteen seventy one, uh, the Chicago Center of Innovation, and we work with these entrepreneurs for about six six months, uh, and. Part of the program is they have an opportunity to pitch if if they're chosen by their peers. And then uh, they go on stage and tell their story and seek investors, which is really actually a very exciting thing. Uh, So, you know, that's going on. We've got amazing industry speakers, uh, you know, some of the leaders from uh, all across the spectrum of of good food businesses, uh, distributors, investors, others. and then trade shows Friday and the leading B2B trade show in the good food movement and certainly in the Midwest. Uh, there's a big policy component on Friday. And, of course, there's a lot going on with federal policy these days. Uh, people are a bit nervous what our Trump administration might be doing. And so, of course, there'll be discussions about that. Uh, well,
2: what but, to, to stop you right there, What what kinds of things have come up? That you think are going to get discussed on that Friday?
0: Well, you know, the farm bill is going to be up for renewal next year, and right, that's right, that's a huge, huge amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we've we've gotten great support to train farmers over the years. We've trained twelve thousand farmers with USDA support over the last five years, uh, and you know, received almost two million dollars to do it. And so, for a little nonprofit like ours, you know, if funds like that are threatened, that's a big. Issue and and it's not just us. There's many nonprofits who share uh, share concern, uh, but also you know what are they going to do with food stamps? What are they going to do with you know pro- programs that support you know gardening and and you know public awareness of you know eating and health and and things like that? So there's a lot of concerns really across the spectrum. On the, on the bright side, you know the administration really is. Hasn't announced anything. Yeah. Agriculture's mm-hmm. been on their low on their priority list. Yeah,
2: obvi- you know what? You're right. I haven't heard anything. However, the- you know, if you look at if you look at agriculture and trying to to break through and get heard in Washington D.C., it doesn't work very well under Democratic administrations. I'm trying to imagine what it's going to be like under this administration. It just seems like the lift is going to be a lot uh,
0: greater. I don't know. Right. Well, you know, the Bush administration. You know, from our perspective, a lot of the programs that we um, were getting funded in came out of earlier administrations. So I'm hoping they don't mess with them too much. But, yeah, quite honestly, things are so crazy there. I have no idea.
2: <laughs> you know what? We agree. We think. I think it's it's just madness. I just the whole, the the last two months, mm-hmm. in my opinion, have just been a blur, and it's just insanity reigns. And so uh, it's like throw all the cards up in the air. Let's see where they land. And we have because we have no idea.
5: And which lobbyist is the loudest,
2: Uh, I guess. Yep. So that's why you guys need to sit down and bring in those folks. I want to put you on the spot just a little bit. Uh, Is there any one business that you're proud to say got its start um, mainly through what you guys do uh, uh, at the Good Food Festival on Thursday and Friday?
0: Well, I don't know about got it to start, but you know one of our favorite success stories is uh, used to be called Phoenix Bean Tofu. That's Jenny, mm-hmm. uh, best tofu in Chicago. She works with a lot of Illinois growers. She buys their soybeans. In the past, she's been buying transitional soybeans, so farmers that are transitioning to organic, and she's buying a lot of beans now. And her company's been growing. She went through our Good Food Business Accelerator, and uh, really was a shining star. And we introduced her to Whole Foods. Whole Foods is now turned into her biggest customer. They're growing a lot. She just got a well, about six months ago, she got a huge loan from Chase uh, oh, nice. to build out a whole new facility. You know, it's on the cover of the Tribune business section. Uh, and now she's changing her brand to Jenny's Tofu. Mm. She's going certified organic. Got lots of new products. Uh, she's Also added a big line of bean, bean sprouts. Sure. So she's, she's just a rock star, really exemplary. You know, she's employing a lot of people, she's buying product from Illinois producers. Uh, her recipes are really innovative and, and super tasty. Uh, and so she's, you know, she's really a
2: superstar of what we do. And uh, we had a couple of superstars on the show last week that, uh, in a wonderful conversation with uh, Christine Sikowski and Josh Culp from Honey Butter Fried Chicken, uh, uh, Robbie from Mighty House was asking us before our show went on the air today, she says, how do you get in there? Every time I go, there's a line around the block. Uh, <laughs> I, I say, I don't know, but they're getting an award for it. And it's not just for the food, although that's part of it. It's, you know, for the social justice as well. And that's just they. So they're going to win, get their award on Saturday, uh, the, uh, the Good Food Chef of the Year Award. Uh, as I mentioned before, some great demos, anything in particular you want to mention? We've got uh, like one minute left there, Jim.
0: Sure. Well, uh, Rick Bayless is later in the afternoon I think 3 3.30 or 4. Uh, in advance of that, Rob Levitt's doing a butchering demo. I think he's butchering a, a hog, and then Rick's going to use some of the hog in cooking his dish. Wow. So that's a nice one-two combination. Uh, we're really excited about our partnership with Rick. Uh, recently announced that, a strategic philanthropic partnership we're producing, working with him to produce his 30th anniversary event that's coming up April 30th night before the James Beard Awards, which is going to be an amazing party. Chefs from all over the world are going to be there. Uh, And uh, Rick's also doing a a workshop on Friday. If you're interested in the business of good food, this is amazing. Does good food need to be local? With Rick, U.S. Foods Head of Innovation, uh, Lenny from Pre-Beef, a Chicago-based company who's importing grass-fed beef from New Zealand which is very interesting. Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jim Murphy, the CEO of Mighty Vine Tomatoes, with 15 acres of greenhouses an hour from Chicago, really ramping up local food production. So it's going to be a very robust, somewhat controversial discussion. Mm -hmm. Even with Rick, you know, he's a pioneer in buying local food from family farmers in, in the Midwest for his restaurants. but He's also importing Oaxacan heirloom corn because it's really tasty and also he wants to support Mexican farmers who are being decimated by by NAFTA. So there's a lot of nuances to these questions all right. we're going to be addressing. And that's, address all, that.
2: that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Jim Slama, thank you so much uh, from Family Farm. Go to goodfoodfestivals.com for all of the information. Saturday, as we said, is free. Just make a registration. Jim, we will see you there next week at the Good Food Festival and Conference.
0: I look forward to seeing you both. Bye-bye. Have a great Jim. one.
2: Rick DeMaio-Weather, coming up. Stick around. The Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki.
4: Captain's log, stardate 42326.1. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mr. Wolf, status report. Inexplicable, Captain. They appear to be perambulating vegetables.
0: We are being stalked by stalks of Asparagus.
2: That is incorrect, Mr. Worf. Killer asparagus was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak.
0: Mike Novak. I'm familiar with his work. And so am I. Mike
4: Novak was one of the smartest, funniest people in the horticultural world of the 21st century. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Edgar Allan Poe. Raven Gosplach! My favorite holiday dish. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, options. It seems to be available online at aroundtheblockpress.com. Aroundtheblockpress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm. It appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick every gardener. I prefer my asparagus with a side of patach. Mr. Wolf, are you joking? Actually, Captain, I
3: believe he is choking.
5: Chicagoans are looking for ways to get healthier in 2017. Hi, I'm Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakening, Chicago's greenest and healthiest local magazine. And if you want to reach this growing wellness market, you need to get your business in front of our 80,000 monthly readers. Call me today at 847-858-3697 to learn more. That's 847-858-3697. And check us out at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more.
4: Chicagoans, use your blue carts to recycle. Bottles, flattened boxes, jugs with the lids on, tin and aluminum cans, juice cartons, and mail. No plastic bags, including store bags, no greasy pizza boxes, styrofoam, disposable coffee cups, light bulbs, napkins, electronics, or shredded paper. Put your items loose in the blue cart and not in a plastic bag. Visit RecycleByCity.com slash Chicago and let's make Chicago beautiful and green. This is your talk. Do you read me? On 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. Come
1: on, is anybody even out there?
2: Have you checked out the Sugar Beet Food Co-op yet? The Sugar Beet is a community-owned grocery store in Oak Park open to everyone featuring local and organic products. They're small enough to work with individual growers and producers but big enough to be full service. And listen to this. We're giving you a special offer. Give them a try right now. Get $5 off any purchase of $15 or more when you mention The Mike Novak Show. The Sugar Beet Food Co-op is on Oak Park at 812 Madison, just west of Oak Park Avenue, and online at sugarbeet.coop. That's c o o p. Mention The Mike Novak Show and get $5 off any purchase. Uh, go out out there today. It would be a great mm-hmm. day to go shopping. It's a terrific little place. Uh, and a terrific, not-so-little-guy, but not-so-big-guy-either <laughs> I got myself in a corner there, Rick DeMaio, meteorologist. How are you? Uh,
3: yeah, you definitely painted yourself in the corner. I, I, really,
2: right? I really did. I
3: really did. That was just lame.
2: Sorry. He's turning yeah, and, about and, and, five and
5: different shades here.
3: Different here. That's all right. H- halfway through is when you toss it and hope the other person cleans up the toss. Right? And I was
2: waiting for Peggy, and she did not
3: bail me out. Okay. <laughs> I was laughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah watch um, it. Watch me it it collapse. I, I, I have to admit, though, uh, I've been I've been listening to. Um, XRT's Saturday Morning Flashback for the last 45 minutes because they're doing 1983, which mm-hmm. was uh, my my second year in college. Um, and unfortunately, that year was not a good year for music. So, <laughs> being that I was at a uh, at a state school in upstate New York, I, I I kind of latched on to the to the local music scene, which was pretty much um, spearheaded by uh, Grateful Dead um, and a lot of organic guardian. If you get my drift on that one. But um bum, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh come
5: on! You yeah. didn't like Thriller as your top album that year. <laughs> was was um, that the top uh, album?
3: I, you know, it 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 might have been. I, I think it was around that the time. RC yeah. Listener poll. It may have been Talking Heads. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But but when I when I went to the University of Wisconsin, I rediscovered the library and my books again. That was fine. Uh, all is all is good, right?
2: Uh yeah. Yep. You know, it's always good to, listening to the songs from your college days. Um, oh, yeah. My oh, more yeah. 1847, I believe, was, and they were, <laughs> Oh Susanna was uh, the, <laughs> at the top of the listener poll. Yeah. Mart,
3: March of the Wooden Soldiers. Something like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, something like Tchaikovsky. that. Tchaikovsky. Yeah. No, I yeah, don't think there Tchaikovsky was,
3: was writing music yet at that point. <laughs> um so welcome, welcome the
2: winter. It was a nice spring, wasn't it? Yeah how long, <laughs> how, how much longer are we going to have uh, winter here? Uh,
3: it's uh... oh my god, the, the good stuff is just going to is just going to get here. Um, late Sunday night into Monday uh, could be the biggest snow of the year um, citywide, and you know we've had some of the biggest snows of of the winter season um, in the month of March in Chicago, uh, and some of them have pretty much. You know, been right around this time of the year, right around the middle part of the of the month when you get a nice clash of warm air masses and very moist air masses. But this one is kind of a weird one. It's kind of moving in from uh, the northern plains. Um, it doesn't really have a lot of moisture to it yet. It looks like it's going to latch on to some of that uh, more so by the time it reaches uh, the Tennessee Valley, which is why it's going to be more of a, of a nor'easter uh, type of a setup. In other words, places like Washington, D.C., uh, Philadelphia up into New York and Boston area, they're probably going to get, you know, the standard 12 to 18 inches with 40 50 mile an hour winds, and this is on the heels of the three to five inches that they got yesterday, uh, and this is on the heels of the 60 degree temperatures they had early in the week. So, some very strange weather. Even St. Louis is getting about an inch to two inches of snow mm. this morning, and most of their their trees are already bloomed out. Oh dear. Uh, so this is yeah, this is this is not good. Um, but we're going to get it, and uh, it, it should be it should be quite an interesting event uh, beginning Sunday night into Monday. And, you know, we've mentioned this so many times before, uh, the lakes are not only open. You know, there's no ice on the lakes, but they're running uh, about 6 to 7 degrees above normal temperature-wise. So they're, they're right now about 40, 41 degrees. So lake effect snow, or I should say lake enhanced, uh, is really going to be the, uh, the, the the one – uh, the one the one difficult component of the storm uh, that meteorologists are going to have to follow, lake effect, is not as easy as you think. Sometimes when we explain it, you know, sometimes we're our worst enemies when it comes to explaining weather. When we explain it before it happens, it's really simple, and then when we explain it after it happens, it takes us a day if you really think <laughs> about it. <laughs> Why did that happen? Well, all of these things, blah, blah, blah. Why does this happen? Well, warm air you're coming off the lake meets up with cold air, and you blow the wind down. You have lake effects. like, oh, that's easy. <laughs> and then when you have to forecast, it becomes a little more difficult. So beginning tomorrow night and into um, uh, Monday, and then, of course, into early Tuesday is when the lake effect hits. Uh, this is going to be an interesting two-and-a-half to three-day event around here. It's going to shock a lot of people, including... Uh, the leaves and the fl- and the leaves and the plants, but right now it looks like just about everything hasn't flowered out yet. So I, I think we're going to do okay.
2: Uh, so are we? I guess it also depends on the kind of snow it is. Uh, first of all, right. How is it going to be a heavy snow or a light snow?
3: Oh, this is going to be a heavy wet snow. That's what yeah. I thought.
2: That that can do damage. You know, especially that
3: can do damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah with, without a doubt. I mean, you know, I, and I and I and I probably should be you know careful on how I say we're not going to have a problem. Um, and I think you and Peg will agree, uh, a lot of the plants are just kind of shooting up. There's no flowers yet, but get the trees. Oh, oh, no, no, my daffodils.
2: My daffodils started popping yesterday, okay?
3: And your iris. I I have... I have yes. to I have to stop myself on that one. I did see a bunch of crocuses the other day as well. Yeah. But those I, always those always be yeah, really okay either. in the snow. Yeah. Those yeah. are pretty hard.
2: And even even a daffodil, if you dump some snow on it, it bends it mm-hmm. over and then it, when it melts it pops right back up. That can happen. Uh, what what really does damage is if you've got ice involved in it. But uh, heavy right. snow. But but with trees, and if, if they've started to leaf out, and they really haven't here in in right, Chicago. Right. So, uh, right. like you said, St. Louis, that's that's mm-hmm. uh, more of a problem.
5: And things like magnolia oh, yeah. buds. Yeah,
2: yeah magnolia. Right. Well,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and and I, and you mentioned that peg, and I, and there's been uh, photographs uh, all across Facebook, which is one of the great things about Facebook. It really allows you know people to share you know photographs of their backyard. And I've seen numerous photos of of magnolia trees budding out. And I remember when I had one in my backyard. Uh, in Ravenswood years ago, man, the one year it, it it flowered early and we had cold weather and snow. It was the quickest; those flowers mm. were out and it was done for the rest of the year. It's, you know, there's such pretty trees, but they don't last long. Yeah. I think that's one of the one of the big downsides of it. But yeah, you're right, Peg. Hey, uh, the, magnol- the, the where the magnolias have budded out or flowered out uh, across the southern areas in the Midwest; those are the ones in trouble. And the cherry blossoms on the um, the D.C. basin or the mall, whatever they call it there, uh, are expected to be out three weeks early, uh, which I believe is now going to be either this Monday or Tuesday. It's amazing how well they th- those things, you know, follow a certain streak. I guess there's four four phases of how those those flowers bud out. Um, and this is going to be happening during the height of the rain and the snow mm-hmm. and the wind. So wow. uh, it, it's not going to be good, you know, not only for the plants, but the people who actually – you know, travel those areas to see them. I mean, yeah, it's huge tourism, huge tourism for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, really a shame from that standpoint.
2: So, uh, give us give us that uh, forecast, since it's a little mm. complex here. We got like a minute and a half, so I'm, I want to hear sure, what's going to yeah. happen.
3: Yeah, and and of course, the, the the bigger news before we get into that is that Scott Pruitt, the head of the EPA, actually came out and said he doesn't think that carbon dioxide is contributing to global warming. Um, there's not much you can do about it because it's already been labeled a, a pollutant that we need to regulate. So you need to go back to the drawing board and figure out how to be ahead of the EPA. I knew All you'd right, get I'm one in on there. I knew, you'd, I knew you'd get
2: one in there. All right, go for the uh, forecast.
3: Yeah, okay. So uh, cold today, uh, cold tomorrow, both days, temperatures upper 20s to low 30s. Snow begins tomorrow night. I'm thinking probably total four to six inches here in the city, a little bit more so over in northern Indiana, a little bit less to the west. Uh, but it's going to be a long duration. The roads will probably melt the first part of it. But people, remember, there's no residual chemicals from the previous event because we haven't had any.
2: Okay. So the roads
3: could get pretty icy Monday morning, Mike. See you next week.
2: All right, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Rick DiBio. Thanks, Jim Slama. Next week, broadcasting live from the Good Food Festival at USC Forum. Join us. Until then, go green or
5: go home.
1: Stadler? Yeah, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.
2: If you live in the upper Midwest and you're already jonesing to plant stuff, you need to get your hands on a grow light from Happy Leaf LED. At 18 inches, it's small but mighty. You can start three conventionally sized flats of seeds in a roughly three by two foot area. You can even grow plants that flower and produce fruit. How does Happy Leaf do it? The light is tuned for all plant growth, including flowering plants. You name it, this USA-made LED light can grow it. Your indoor garden will be limited only by your imagination. It's already won the 2017 Direct Gardening Association Green Thumb Award. With the Happy Leaf LED, there's no reason you can't have your own delicious, fresh, leafy greens year-round. Not to mention all of the herbs you need for any recipe. Find out more about the Happy Leaf LED light at happyleafled.com or call 815-414-2209. Happy Leaf, it's about the light.